Hello, 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 and hello. Welcome to episode one of the Matt Nix Show podcast. I am your host, Matt Nix, and I am a professional wrestler out of Chicago, Illinois. And this has been a thing that I've wanted to do for quite some time now. Um, I've talked about doing it. Uh, I started doing a, a vlog on, on YouTube.com, uh, basically chronicling my, my travels and, and whatnot in professional wrestling. But this podcast, you know, even though I'm a, I'm a wrestler and I'll probably talk about wrestling on here sometimes, uh, it's going to come up, obviously. Uh, I don't want this show to be uh, specifically about wrestling. I want this to be uh, very open-ended and, you know, the discussions that we have, uh, you know, to not revolve around wrestling. I know this first episode is very wrestling-heavy, but, you know, what can you do? My first guest is Big C, Chris Castro, my tag team partner, other half of the four-star heroes, the other half of the freelance wrestling tag team champions, uh... You know, I was racking my brain who to have on the first guest, but, you know, it made sense that my tag partner would be the number one person. So, um, you know, before we jump into that interview here, uh, I just want to say, make sure you go and subscribe on YouTube if you want to hear more of these. I'm going to have a lot more interesting people on here. Uh, subscribe, subscribe on iTunes or wherever else uh, this is going to be posted. I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at the M Nix show. That's Nix with uh, a K like the basketball team, um, on facebook.com. It's, uh, the Matt Nix show is the Facebook page. You can like that, check it out. Uh, and then, uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash, uh, the Matt Nix, I believe is the link. And uh, there you can uh, subscribe and follow my journey in professional wrestling through my video blog as well. So make sure you do that. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at TheMattNix. And uh, yeah, let's jump right into this uh, interview here with Big C, Chris Castro. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> How are you feeling? Tired. Tired. We were, here for, we were at work for a while. We were at work for a while. I actually had to print shirts today. Haven't done that since last Friday. And then before that, for, <laughs> awesome. a, few, for a few months. Like, I haven't done it in so long. It was, oh, it was like a week ago. But when I did it after my first shirt, I got a useful guy a chance, so. Hell yeah. You are the jack of all trades. I know, it's weird. Like, we need to do this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you need to do this now. Oh, I know how to do that, too. It's weird. I can print. I can ship. I can. I do the whole store almost. Yeah, you do. Well, it's about damn time that this is happening. Again. I, well, uh, happening. First time. <laughs> the first time didn't count. Um. Uh, I well, I'm planning on doing an intro before this anyway, but this is, I guess, the second intro. Uh, episode one. Of the Matt Nick Show podcast, um, and I was you know I was racking my brain trying to think of who who would be the best first guest to have on here, the first person to talk to, first person to just you know talk shop with. 
I was racking my brain. I couldn't think of anybody. And I just decided that today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to record this, this bullshit today. Perfect person to pick. My tag team partner, Big C, Chris Castro. Introduce yourself, I guess. <laughs> I am Big C, Chris Castro. I am a professional wrestler from the South Side, South Suburbs, and I am Matt Nix's tag team partner. Hell yeah. Together, collectively known as the Four Star Heroes, current reigning and defending freelance wrestling tag team champions. Yep. You had no, yeah, you had a... Uh... Yeah, no one else left. That was bottom of the barrel, wasn't I? <laughs> bottom of the barrel. You were the top. You were the first choice. You were yeah. first round draft pick, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pass me one of those pockies? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh man. Not sponsored by pockies. We are not sponsored by pockies. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We went to uh, Jewel Oshko, uh grocery store before recording this, oh. and I was able to uh, acquire lots of groceries. Cash for bus and pockies, and uh, he's being very generous with them tonight. Mm hmm. What, yep, flavor, what yeah, flavor are these bad boys? These are cookies and cream. Mm. We also have some, uh, not exactly koala yummies, but like the next generation of koala yummies. We had a green tea koala cookies, which are awesome as well. These are uh, pretty good. If, you, if, you're not con- if you're not familiar with Pockies, they are, well, these ones specifically, cookies and cream covered biscuit sticks. Biscuit sticks. Biscuit sticks. Biscuit sticks. <laughs> All right, enough with the bullshit banter. Castro, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's dive into these uh, questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a few. I Some believe. of these people, um, well, a lot of people in. Yeah. We're not gonna. Answer, we're probably not gonna answer all of these. No, because I'm gonna try to keep this under an hour, but we'll see. An hour, okay. Um, let's look. We're looking at the Facebook's feed here. Uh, Jimmy Wendell asks, how did you get into wrestling? Um, no, we're talking about, like, just professional wrestling, like how I started training and everything, or just wrestling in general? Oh, let's talk about wrestling in general. Wrestling what, in general? What was your earliest memory of wrestling? My earliest memory of wrestling was watching wrestling with my brother, and my, my first, like, the first match I remember watching, or just walking into... So I don't know if my brother was watching it live or on Coliseum Video, but it was WWF WrestleMania. It was Hulk Hogan versus Psycho Sid. And I remember Hulk Hogan almost losing. Or no, Hulk Hogan almost winning. Psycho Sid kicking out of the leg drop. And then, uh, shoot, what was it? Hercules Hernandez came out and someone else. I can't remember who was tagging them. But uh, they were getting the jump on Hogan after the match. And out comes running down fucking the returning, I didn't know that at the time, but the returning Ultimate Warrior to make the save. And just like watching that, like that, that just massive, giant, freakishly large man fucking face paint, <laughs> these tassels just running down to just beat ass and save the day. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And like watching that, like I fell in love with wrestling and then like. That was like the key moment I know when I wanted to, to do that for a fucking a living. Like, I guess as a job. Hell yeah, that's pretty incredible. Uh, I would say mine, uh, what made me, what got me into wrestling was later in life, not later in life, but I was about seven years old the first time I saw professional wrestling. 
It was uh, Halloween Havoc 1997, specifically Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. in the Mask versus Title match. Um, just kind of seeing Rey, uh, I mean, just seeing Rey do what he does, you know, was one thing. But also just like the costume that he wore was like the full body purple suit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And my first, I remember my first thought to seeing that was like, man, this dude looks like a Power Ranger. And, uh, and then just being like blown away by the acrobatics and stuff that they did and so definitely the cruiserweight division was like the first thing that kind of like got me into wrestling and and then beyond that it was like you know others but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i mean that was it's that, something that wwe didn't have at the time really like they didn't have cruise i think the only cruiserweight they actually really had was like one two three kid i mean they have they had the light like heavyweight division but even then like they weren't doing that shit yeah i mean the cruiserweight division definitely was like Established by like a lot of the Lucha Libre guys that WCW was bringing in at the time, mm-hmm. like that pretty much created the you know quote unquote cruiserweight style mm-hmm. of wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> Sterling Sterling asks, um, any childhood backyard gimmicks or matches? Um, there's a lot. Like I shoot. I was back here wrestling from when I was, like, 15, 16 until when I was, like, 20, 21, I think. So there's tons. I mean, even with Knicks, there's there's plenty. But even before then, there's more than that because I was I was backyarding a lot. And I was part of these, these wrestling forums. And a part of these wrestling forums, people would gather at different states for big super shows from people from around, not just from the country, but from like around the world too. Like people would actually come in from, from like Australia or the UK and we would have these just massive wrestling shows. I've only been, I was only like at like, I think two or three of the big, big ones, but even for that, that was one form. For the other form I was a part of, that which where I basically met and like Matt Nix and all of them, we would travel the country more because there was more active, less and less stingy shows to go to where we were allowed to come to. Because <laughs> back in the day, you know, believe it or not, a lot of backyard shows were invite only, <laughs> which was kind of weird. And later on, when I got to the second forum where I met all these guys. It was, you know, come as you are. Let's, let's, let's all just gather up and do this. But um, just traveling a lot, uh, hanging out with a bunch of friends, seeing a bunch of sites I would see on TV that I always want to travel, like travel and see and actually going there and just meeting new people from like all around the country. <clears throat> it's so cool. And it's funny that you mentioned that too because a lot of people, I mean, if you're listening to this, if you know who I am, if you know who Castro is, um, the, the way... We met each other actually was not only just through backyard wrestling, but <laughs> so Castro. <laughs> oh God, I I you know I didn't know this was about this point. Castro and um, <clears throat> our other friend Craig, uh, Craig Mitchell, um, they used to uh, wrestle together in a group called TWC. It was a backyard wrestling group uh, located out, out of Oakland, Illinois, mm-hmm. and I remember watch. I was watching TV one day. And there was a television program that used to be on uh, on MTV called MTV's Busted, uh, which was basically just a show about, like, they would do a lot of reenactments of, of people that, like, I did this, and, like, I got busted by the police, and here's a funny story. Like, stupid shit like that. It was a really dumb show. Uh, but I just remember watching one day, 
And uh, there was an episode about, like, backyard wrestling. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch this one. Like, because, you know, I was doing it at the same time. <clears throat> God, I was, I'd say I, probably, I was probably about 17. Yeah, you're 17, young. 17, 18 years old. You're pretty, uh, were you, I thought you were like 16 still. Mm, I might have been. 16 or 17, I would say. Um, uh, so I, I watched the episode and saw everything that was on it. You know, I saw the guys on there. And I just was like, man, like, this is in Oakland. Like, I, I grew up in, in Bridgeview, Illinois, which is the next town over. So I was like, oh, man, this is, like, you know, right there. I was like, I should I should, I should, should contact these guys and try to wrestle with them. <laughs> um, because, you know, nothing ever bad happens when you try to meet people on the Internet. No, not at all. <laughs> so um, I take to MySpace at the time and do, I don't even know how I found it. but That I was just, over YouTube. Maybe, maybe was, no, but it was definitely the initial contact was made through MySpace. Mm-hmm. I found um, our our mutual friend uh, Sylvester. Uh, now, uh, I found his Facebook page, or sorry, MySpace page, because his his title name on on the page it was like as seen on MTV's Busted, oh and I was like, <laughs> oh, perfect. So I I messaged him and I'm like, hey, like I wrestle, uh, you know, in the next town over, like, can we like all meet up and like wrestle like. <laughs> Just nothing and anything bad's gonna happen. Yeah. And nothing nothing bad did happen other than I now have Castro in my life. Mm-hmm. Um but um so he he responded and he was like, Yeah, let's do this and then like so so him, Craig and Castro all came to my house one day and I say this is probably like two thousand late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And almost ten years ago. Almost ten years ago, and they, like they came over, and like at this point we were wrestling in my parents' basement before it was finished, and uh, we had a bunch of like blue gym mats that we'd throw on the ground and just kind of like pretend to like know what we were doing, and uh, yeah, that was like the first day we we all met each other, and then you know soon after that we just started hanging out more and more and more, and like you know we just all became friends that way. So it's very funny to, to say that like you know some, one of my closest friends that I've known for almost ten years now that like. We met because, kind of, we met because of MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you, MTV. Yeah, thanks for making something look completely legit to be actual real fake and pay me 50 bucks <laughs> to pack our Russell in a ring. These are some... I'll skip this one. Uh, oh, this was one I saw earlier that I, I definitely wanted to touch on. Uh, Adam Rivera... Uh, he uh, asked the question, how do you stop ring rats from ruining careers? Now, I will say this. The only reason why these quote-unquote ring rats, I don't like the term ring rat. I think we should, I think the, the term ring rat needs to, to go away. Uh, but the, ter- the, the reason why these people are ruining careers is because the guys that are, who have the careers that are being ruined are very not being very smart with the way that they are talking to people and are saying very inappropriate things, stuff that can get them in trouble. So they're doing it to themselves. It's not the, you know, quote-unquote ring rats that are doing it. Pretty much. And it's not a responsible thing to do, especially something... you Like, no man should be saying, like, let's be honest, like, no man should be really... That's what's the word I'm looking for... Like, you should be a gentleman, no matter what. No matter what kind of woman it is, and it's just... I get what you're saying. Like, 
It is old. I mean, honestly, is is a really it's, rat. It's just a double standard. It's uh-huh. it's a double standard that like you know people like you know oh if a guy is going out there and he's like oh he's getting laid and he's you know he's sleeping with all these different girls mm-hmm. like oh good for him like dude he's he's such a player. But if a girl does it, and mind you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to you know have sex, and you know if you like it. And you want to have as much as it you want. If you are a grown ass adult and you're a consenting adult, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing illegal there. Nothing wrong with two adults consenting to each other or having sex. Exactly. So it doesn't. It, it it always strikes me as as weird that like if a girl you know wants to sleep with multiple dudes, then like oh she's a slut or like she's a ring rat. You know like it's just kind of, it's 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 an annoying double standard that I think needs to go away. You know there's there's nothing wrong with. You know, being because a person does sleep around like that, that has nothing to do with their like moral character. You know, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person because they do that. You know, and it's and also to grown adults, they're knowing the repercussions that could come from this. I mean, depending on how they do it, I mean, you can get a kid. Uh, you can. You, I mean, you could find. You know, your next. Uh, boyfriend slash girlfriend spouse whatever what have you um, you can get uh, a disease or not there's there's a lot of risks to it but that again being you know responsible you are you know what you're doing taking these risks yeah I mean so uh, to answer the question again I guess like how do we stop them from ruining careers uh, don't be an idiot yeah common sense like have some common sense don't be rude don't be an asshole yeah and your career will be fine so yeah uh, moving on. Uh, so th- a lot of these questions are questions that are directed at me, which is kind of dumb, but I don't want to answer these anyway. Uh, oh, Tully, or your good friend Tully Bertelli. I can't even, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, he asks, who's your dream opponent, Castro? My dream opponent? Who would your dream opponent be? Oh. <clears throat> Oh man, I, I, kinda, I, I don't want to do the whole stereotypical like choose my favorite wrestler. I want to choose someone who I know like mesh extremely well with. But, oh man, there's a lot of people. I've... Well, hell, when you think, I'll, I'll answer the question while you're uh-huh. thinking. Then, so um, if I had to think of a person who would be my dream opponent, especially the way you you put it there, like not even your favorite wrestler, but somebody you would mesh well with, mm-hmm. um, I think my dream opponent would be Chris Jericho. Simply because he's so good that even if we don't mesh well, he could still force me to have a good match with him, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, dude, like the he's he's one of the best of all time. I think uh, just being able to to learn from him would be uh, an incredible experience. So, so yeah, Chris Jericho would definitely be my dream opponent. I would. Oh man, this is this is this is hard. This is very. It is a tough question. It's very open ended. So like. Like there is no wrong answer, so. <laughs> in, in all honesty, like. I, my, the match I'm I've been wanting for years now, one on one, is me versus Pete Dunne. Oh yeah, you've been saying that for a while. I, yeah, and we've been. Like, He's been saying it too. Yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. It's a thing like, this guy's like our buddy. Like we were, we're good. We're not. Not people know this, but we are. We're, I guess we're good friends with them. Decent friends, like. We've been saying to each other, like, yeah, like, we gotta, we need a one-on-one, like, soon. But, like, now he's off doing, like, way greater things, and it's just, I hope I can get that chance still one day. 
It would be awesome to just make that chemistry with him. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, here's another question. Our good friend Sean Phoenix, a.k.a. Folkland, um, he asks, do you have any regrets? No regrets. I do not live life with regrets because of anything that comes with life. Either is it a bad experience or a good experience. It's an experience that you can learn from. Exactly. I, I my question, my answer would be definitely the same. There are the, I don't really regret anything, you know. No. Because, you know, if you regret something, it's just gonna be something that you dwell on, and it can, you know, it can eat away at you, yeah. and cause you stress. And I've got enough stress in my life. I can't stress over like things that I regret. So. I mean, there's things I wish I could do better <clears throat> or have done better, but. I've already gone through the experience, so now I know what I can do. <laughs> I guess. Okay, our, our next, uh, next question is by Mudball on Facebook. Um, he, he, he just basically puts, The Penis Sword Fight Hubbub. And I know you probably don't, under, don't know what this is. I absolutely uh, do not, no. So, <clears throat> to anybody, any of you that do not understand what this means, uh, this past Sunday, so... What what was that? Uh, the twenty first of January. I believe so. I believe it was or the. Say this Thursday. Twenty second. Um, twentieth, twenty first. Yeah. Um, at Alpha One Wrestling in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I was wrestling there, and uh, one of the matches on the card was Joey Ryan versus Gregory Iron, and. Uh, Apparently they 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 did a spot at some point in during the match where they did a penis sword fight. Um, not they didn't they didn't remove their penises from their wrestling tights. They kind of just like, I mean you can kind of picture it in your head. Um, so uh, apparently some fans were very displeased with this, and took to emailing Alpha One Wrestling and voicing their displeasure. Uh, which, you know what, you're a paying customer, you have every right to, you know, complain about something you didn't like, or, you know, things that made you uncomfortable, and that's perfectly fine, that's the, that's the joy of the world that we live in, is that we can, you have every right to voice your opinion. Now, when your opinion, and this is where I'll probably catch some flack, but if your opinion is to basically run down somebody and call them a, you know, homosexual and like, and basically say very derogatory remarks towards that person, then honestly, your opinion belongs where, you know, the sun don't shine. But, um, but so somebody, so they, they, they wrote this message out and at one point they referred to it as the penis sword fight. And like that, that wasn't what it was called. Like, that's not like a thing that was happening, but like the fan just called it that. And uh, in in the email and uh, sent it to to Alpha One and then Alpha One responded and you know they posted the screenshots of the email on Twitter so that's how everybody knows about it now but mm-hmm. I just thought that was pretty funny they 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 coined the phrase penis sword fight which, penis sword fight which is pretty incredible so that that is the hubbub about that so um, I I think it's funny and I saw the the shirt that Gregory Iron put out on ProWrestlingTees dot com. Um, <laughs> It is basically just says the penis sword fight, Joey Ryan versus Gregory Iron, and then the date, and wow. then ha- Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So that's fast. Very fast. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Gregory Iron, if you want to go pick that up. So a little plug ski there. Um, 
And Mudball also asks, how to use social media as a worker? Wow. Um, um, I, I will admit this, that I'm not good at social media. I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot better at social media. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more active on Twitter now. I, I used to never check Twitter, but I guess Twitter is a really big thing to uh, really portray yourself and really... It's like just any social media, where there's Twitter, uh, Instagram... Facebook, shoot, even Tumblr. It's nah, nobody uses Tumblr anymore. I, I I know some people who for some reason still use them. Hipsters, you know. Hipsters and emo kids. Mm-hmm. But um, that that is your billboard. That is your your electronic billboard, and to take advantage of that, which is anything like it's free advertisement. People are gonna see that if they're following you, if they they like your page, or you're just friends with them. They're gonna see that if you and if you use this billboard to your best of ability, people are gonna re- recognize you more. People are gonna come to the shows. People are gonna buy your merch. That's if you do it right. I mean, some people are bad at social media, like me. I'm bad. I was bad. I'm getting better. There's I'm getting of, there. A lot of bad people at yeah. social media and, I'm, I'm, and wrestling specifically. Yeah, my Twitter has my Twitter followers have been you know going up a lot more recently, which is thank God. But you gotta use it. As your own self advertisement, I mean, no one else is gonna do it for you. Maybe a promoter will share a flyer that you're on. You're gonna have to, you like, you you see that you're gonna have to share that back, right? You just gotta. It's a, it's a, it's a part of the job. Uh, I guess you can say that a part of the job, but yeah, it's your own billboard for yourself, and you gotta use it to the, to your best ability. That's a very good answer, Castrobs. I definitely agree with that. Um. You know, using Twitter, especially in wrestling, Twitter is such a big thing right now in wrestling. Yeah. Like, I feel like wrestlers and, you know, the media use Twitter the most out of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but that's just, that's what I follow. <laughs> the stuff that I follow, it seems to be the most active. Um, also, YouTube. How do I forget about that? Oh, yeah, YouTube. Uh, YouTube's also a really Very big, big, big thing now. I mean, YouTube's kind of turned to crap now with the whole, like, family-friendly stuff. But shoot. There's all these backups like that. There's Twitch. Twitch is getting involved with wrestling a lot now. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Social media in, in, is basically a driving force in, in wrestling. And, I mean, it's evident if you see on, like, if you watch WWE programming, they're doing this, like, special tag team special challenge thing or whatever where they have, like, intergender matches, that they're, but they're only streaming it through Facebook Live. And they're, they're, test, they're basically testing out, like, their viewership there to see, like, you know, if if that's something that they could capitalize on, and you know, it's 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 crazy to think in this day of age. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's one thing that I see that's like kind of dying out now. Before, like all these social media platforms came around, a lot of wrestlers had their own dot coms. Mm-hmm. You don't see that as much as you used to. Like I know, as a young, I was I was look, looking up dot coms. Like I know CM Punk had a dot com, and I went to it. I mean, it was. It was fairly like accurate, like all his like dates are up to like up to date, but it's like nowadays, like you don't need to pay for a dot com there. It's it's kind of it's kind of like an art that died out. Yeah, I think with the advent of 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 social media and like you know have, having a like page or like a Twitter account and stuff like that, it it basically it kind of filters out like anything you want to know and need to know. You're gonna get it right here. You don't need to go to a a dot com for a specific person. You have you know this list yeah. that you can look at all your favorite people. For, for wrestlers, I mean, companies still do it, which is good. Like, freelancewrestling.com, you go there for, like, ticket information. Wait, wait, wait. 
What what can you get there? Oh, you can get a hat, you can get a shirt, you can get a sweatshirt, you can get a hoodie, you can get a hat, you can get uh, a root canal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll do it for you. I, I have a lot of orange gel, and, and I can find a driller, too. Chris Castro, DDS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, a lot of... It's good for companies that still have the dot-com for, like... You, you, I mean, the, the whole freelance thing, we use... The, they use uh, the dot com for like selling tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, it's, you get your links to go to like merch and stuff like that, which is always cool. Always good. I, I still like seeing like websites suited up, like really good, like Flash and HTML kind of setups. I don't even think HTML is a thing nowadays anymore, but it's, it's, I've seen some pretty cool pro wrestling websites, and I'm glad they're still around for them. Yeah. Um, Caleb asks. The conception of freelance and your favorite non-wrestling moment within the wrestling business. Um, we'll, we won't talk about the conception of freelance on this episode. Uh, I'll probably, I might do a separate episode where I just talk, talk um, by myself and mm. <laughs> talk about freelance and stuff like that. I'll host it and I'll just give you all the questions. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do like this one. Your, my your favorite non-wrestling moment within the wrestling business. Um... Honestly, I, I I wouldn't pinpoint it to a f- well I I will actually will pinpoint it to a specific moment, uh I, but I have two answers to this one um as many of you may or may not know I would say more than half of the time spent in wrestling is spent sitting in a car driving somewhere, yep. and some of my favorite moments have taken place sitting in a car with with some buddies and just joking around and laughing and listening to music and. You know, sometimes having really deep conversations about life, you know, you're sitting on the road for hours at a time, you know, you get to know somebody really well and, you know, it helps you get closer with people. And that's definitely been part of my my favorite times. I mean, like, you know, get you get into wrestling because you love wrestling, obviously, but like, I also happen to love to travel and I love, like, I love being out on the road. So like being able to do that and then wrestle at the same time, like is, this is the best thing I could ever think of. Um, a specific memory that I could think of uh, as a favorite non-wrestling moment in, in the wrestling business is when uh, this past summer, Freelance was asked to um, be part of the entertainment at the uh, 350 Brewing Festival mm-hmm. in uh, Tinley Park. And we basically set up inside the Tinley Park Convention Center and did wrestling in a beer festival, which was headlined by Real Big Fish, uh, ska band, uh, that a lot of us grew up listening to. So being able to wrestle and then kind of just hang out and watch Real Big Fish play uh, was was kind of a surreal moment. It was really cool. You got anything, Castro? I wish I was able to attend that. I was so mad I couldn't go to that. Where were you for that? I don't work when I was still living in uh, oh, the yeah. Quad Cities. The, the, we called those the dark times. The dark times. Um we, me and Matt Nix ourselves can safely say that the majority of our lives is surrounded by wrestling. Just, not just the weekends, but during the week because of the place we work at. Oh, yeah. We work for One Hour Tees and Pro Wrestling Tees. And Nick's job is just, it's a, it's a Pro Wrestling Tee job. My job Besides doing everything else as a jack of all trades there, I basically almost do, like, the majority of my time at work, like, 90% of my time at work is in the Pro Wrestling Tees store. Just seeing 
people, seeing the fans just come in, they 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 go crazy. They're so happy. They mark like for a less term, they mark out, and just they go. They're they they love it. They're they're like oh, they have that passion still. Like that 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 love for it. Like like they have that love. I mean, I have love for wrestling, but I have love for wrestling in a different type of style, uh, style and type. Of, mm-hmm. These these people have that 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 still that fan feeling still that that kind of love that really humble like love, and just going around town to town, and just seeing people like in their this that environment this environment this uh, sort of fancy environment of professional wrestling, and just seeing them enjoy that and just the pleasure they get, uh, the happiness they get like, it's just it's it's a good feeling. Especially for the kids. I did a show for Mondalucha in a, a, a library in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for a, at a library. Nothing but kids. And it was so cool after the show. We They got all like free signatures from us on free posters. And just watching these kids have such a platform to go crazy with and have a good time. That's an awesome feeling. Another awesome feeling is just when we've done uh, RussellCon... At every Russell, uh, like the past two WrestleMania weekends, that's a cool thing because you're seeing all these legends, you're seeing all these local like local stars and top indie stars, and you're like everyone's just it's a good brother time. Like Nick says, like being in that car, just being in that area for like so many hours, getting to know new people, getting to hang out with your friends you don't see often because you live in a different state or across the country or in a different world. This that brotherhood and that sisterhood feeling, just being around these people, just being in that v- environment, and just. Mixing other things with your life too, like shooting this shit, talking about video games and sports and all this, which is people you barely see, but you feel like you have such a tight bond with them because of one thing. That's an awesome feeling. That's what I love. I love that. It's a damn good feeling. Uh, what do we got here? We got two more questions. I'm going to save that one for last because I think that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Mark, Mark Galat. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, he asks, uh, how did you two meet and decide to team up together? Uh, I don't really understand the uh, second half of that question. So, but we, uh, so I already explained how we met. And uh, the decision to start teaming together actually wasn't even our decision. <laughs> no. Um, we were both working at the time for Resistance Pro uh, when uh, Billy Corbin was still a part of it. Uh, and then uh, we were just doing single matches on the pre-show, and then they just tagged us up, and then kept us together. And then it just from there, we just kept the ball. The ball kept on rolling, and it kept on getting bigger. And we just was like, "Well, let's just take this on the road now." <laughs> yeah, essentially. I mean, yeah. they were just kind of like, "Hey, uh, you guys are gonna tag," and then we're just like, "Cool." And then I think the other reason they had us tag is because like you had red shorts at the time mm-hmm. and I w- had these red trunks Yeah, and they were just like hey you guys match you can be tag partners now I mean it works it, it does work we, yeah. we made it work and yeah. and uh yeah it just, it just I mean like being friends for so long and like knowing how we've been being opponents for so long as well you know we just had this natural chemistry mm-hmm. with each other so I mean, it, was, it was it was a comfortable feeling like they weren't randomly putting us up with anybody just against people I mean we did a when they ran that first show at Bourbon Street one fifteen Bourbon Street in Marina Park. Uh, we did a pre-show match, a pre-show tag match, and we got pretty over there. Oh yeah. I mean, sure, it's like it was like in our neck of the woods, but it was still like not that many people like really knew 
like people knew us, but not that many. But still, when that crowd saw us, they went wild. They lost their minds. Yeah, it was a good feeling. It was a fun feeling. Uh, and I'll you know take this last question here. Uh, Blake Randall, aka Joe Randa. Uh, <laughs> he asks, um, "Who would win in a fight between a taco and a grilled cheese sandwich?" Now I saw this question earlier. And I have some thoughts. It depends on what kind of taco is it, first of all. Because if it's a soft shell taco, I think the grilled cheese sandwich has the upper hand here. It's got that consistency that can hold it together better. The cheese, melted cheese, is a binding agent, will hold the bread together. It can knock this taco over and knock all that taco meat all over the table. He's done. He can't, he can't handle it. Hmm. But, but, if it's a hard shell taco... I think he might give the grilled cheese sandwich a run for his money. You see, hard shell taco, he's he's crispy, he's hard. So if he tries to if the grilled cheese sandwich tries to break this this taco, he's gonna get stabbed by some broken shards of of, of you know taco shell. Taco shell. I I say like, if this is just like a fucking a legit street taco, like you get from like a Faro or a Gallo or anything, it's gonna that taco's gonna win. That taco was built on the, on, the, on the streets on the grills. Yeah, street taco man. He's got street smarts. He yeah. he knows he knows all those dirty holes. Yeah, Vato tacos forever. Yeah. But if he's one of these white privileged Taco Bell tacos, oh. I don't know, man. Them, them Del Taco those tacos. Del tacos. I think uh, I think grilled cheese sandwich might have the upper hand in that aspect as well. Plus, I mean, they're both so delicious. They are. Good question, Joe. That was a great question. That, was an awesome question. <laughs> that is what this podcast <laughs> is all about. This this episode was was definitely wrestling heavy, but I mean, it, I guess it's gonna happen when you have wrestling guests on. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, is there anything else you want to talk about, Castro? Anything? Any anything you've, you what's your, what's been on your mind? Uh, just um, I want to get. I want to start taking more books now. I'm mean, I'm feeling more confidence in my knee. Uh, if people don't know, I I had a uh, a knee injury this past summer. Uh, I have a in my knee. It's he's currently rubbing his knee as well. Yeah, I'm currently rubbing my knee, just thinking about it, like, ooh, that hurt. But um, I was just so unsteady. But I've had like a handful of matches since then. Now, I mean, it does hurt a little bit. I mean, I know what what I can what I, what I can and can't do now. At the time being. I mean, I still, I can, I, I, I did the stupid thing. I never rehabbed it. I didn't go and check it. I'm still going to go check it still. I mean, I know places I can check my knee for free and if I need like physical therapy, so be it. Hopefully no, no surgery. I don't think I need surgery. I'm walking around perfectly fine. I walked around perfectly fine after it happened. I mean, I was told like, if you would know something would happen, you wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. You know, who worked, <laughs> you know who worked, walked around perfectly fine after he was injured? Huh? Jesus. And he, he he did okay in his career, right? Yeah, I mean, he did that one job. Did that Iron Man match. Jumped <laughs> out. That was terrible. It's so sacrilegious. I'm going to hell. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. But, um, I, I, need to, I need to get back to it. Uh, I've been really inspired to work harder now. Uh, like, I'm hitting the gym a lot more now. I'm, I'm eating cleaner. Uh, As we... Fucking eat pockies. Well, yeah. I mean, I had I had you know, um, sushi. It's not the best, but it's not the most worse. And I did just, for someone that doesn't like fish. You do like sushi. I like like, I I like like very little fish. I like smoked salmon. I like fresh fried catfish. Ooh, not, not like crab. 
Like, I like crab, I like lobster. I had lobster for the first time when I went to Vegas a couple months ago. I've never lobster, had lobster before. Lobster's good. It was, it was so good. It was so creamy, it was buttery, it was soft. Oh, great. Fantastic. Wow. But, um... I just I'm I'm trying to make myself look better. I'm I'm making the step to going. I'm going to trunks now. I'm dropping the shorts. Wait, really? Yeah. Remember? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You told me to get matching gear. I didn't know you were gonna do it though. Oh no, yeah. I I I, I paid uh our, our gear maker and he still has to measure me and stuff like that. We had two pairs of trunks made. So I'm finally making that jump. Keeping the kick pads. I'm not I'm never gonna boots. I'm keeping the kick pads. Get covers. I should match my covers. Yeah. But um. Yeah, just I need I need to stop like I guess procrastinating. That's the hardest step, man. The hardest step is 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 do, just doing it, and yeah. then once you start doing it, it it gets easier and easier over time. So yeah, I need to just start driving the cars. Like yo, I know I'm not booked, but I'm still gonna make face. I need to basically have to start over again. It's been a long couple months for me from moving back to getting hurt. That's the hard part, man. Like it's wrestling. It, it's it's ever moving and ever. You know, ever progressing. So like, if there's ever a time when you're you're gone, you know the sh- the machine keeps moving, and mm-hmm. you gotta you know work your way back onto the onto the train car. When, when you when you stand still, everyone's moving forward, and you're just moving back still. You're just getting left behind. So I'm I'm done standing still. I'm done being left behind. I, I need to you know start running, catching up. So a lot of guys are I've seen nowadays. I'm like, wow, I could have a really good match with that person. Hell yeah. Well, maybe uh, in a couple episodes. Well, not a couple. In a while. But we'll get you back on here. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about how you progressed from this point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully things are looking up for you. Big C, Chris Castro. Uh, anything, uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell the people? I'll just plug the usuals. Uh, find me on uh, my page on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Chris Castro Wrestling. My Instagram and my Twitter, Extropolis. That's probably hard to uh, figure it out, but it's my last name. Then add P-O-L-L-I-S at the end. I'll have the, I'll have the links on the, cool. the description. Uh, my YouTube page, I haven't posted anything in, like, shoot, a while. Because, you know, I was in a different state and... Bit of a depression, but I'm out there now. I'm getting a better phone. I got a tablet I can edit now. So, uh, Big C Chris Castro on, on YouTube's and um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chris Castro. I got a few shirts there now. So, it's the perks about working at ProWrestlingTees. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, FreelanceWrestling.com, DefendIndieWrestling.com. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Well, this was uh, episode one. Uh, of the Matt Nick Show podcast. I uh, hope I did okay. Uh, I'm going to work on being a better host. So, uh, yeah, let's feed out into some music right now. Yeah. Decisions, but I want it all, so I get it all. I wanna eat the whole cake. I'm not sharing, I'm not sharing. You should have learned how to bake. Yes, I want it all, so I get it all. I 
Bitches love cake. 